RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The government sets out details of plans to ease social distancing rules from next week. Officials say they've found the Omicron BA5 variant in Hong Kong for the first time. And the government says deadlines for the chief executive election closed and former Chief Secretary John Lee was the only nomination. A ban on private gatherings of more than two households will be lifted and an outdoor gathering limit will be expanded from two to four people. In addition, nighttime dining dining in will resume at restaurants until 10 and premises such as gyms, cinemas and sports venues will reopen. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the easing of social distancing measures from next Thursday means there will be a higher risk of virus transmission and urged people to stay vigilant. But she believes a possible rebound in cases after the Easter break won't delay the lifting of COVID curbs. When I mentioned about relaxation of social distancing measures on the 21st of March, it was supposed to take place in a gradual orderly manner through three stages over a period of three months. So we have not come, uh, we have not gone into details this morning about the second phase and the third phase. Exactly is because we need to monitor the situation after the Easter holiday and also to take account of possible scenarios of a sudden increase in confirmed cases. So uh, that's the uh, position we are taking. Siddharth Sridhar, University of Hong Kong microbiologist, says Hong Kong is now in a safe position to loosen some anti-epidemic restrictions. It's uh, about time. Cases are going down. We're definitely at the tail end of this wave. And there is definitely a lot of fatigue uh, among Hong Kong residents who have been through a very difficult two months. So it's a good time to open up the dining hours and other facilities. It would also be good if more of the outdoor facilities like beaches could be opened up quickly as well because these are very low-risk transmission settings. So I think there's no reason to keep them closed for much longer. A representative of the catering industry expects revenue to go up by more than 60% thanks to the resumption of evening dining. Richard Feldman, the Soho Association's chairman, says he's happy to comply with the requirement to have staff do rapid tests regularly in order to stay in business. Well, I'm not sure exactly if the bookings have started coming in immediately, but I know for a fact that within the whole Soho area, it will be a tremendous help because a lot of people that visit Soho, they finish work at six o'clock. So by the time they get to Soho in the past, basically the restaurants were closed by the time they got there. So I think it's going to be an enormous improvement and help for all the restaurants in the area. Health officials say for the first time the Omicron BA5 variant has been found in Hong Kong. The patient is a 24-year-old man who arrived here from South Africa last week. Here's Dr. Chuang Shukwan from the Centre for Health Protection. He developed a low-grade fever on knife and some cough and headache. And he stayed in the Regala Skyline Hotel and he's still staying there. And, but uh, according to our interview, he recovered already. I mean, he has become asymptomatic. He was detected during his stay in the designated hotel. That's why he was transferred to the isolation hotel. The total number of infections continued to fall and was 1,043. Officials also reported 54 more deaths linked to COVID in the past 24 hours. The government says the returning officer of the chief executive election received one nomination form, and that's from former Chief Secretary John Lee, by the deadline of 5pm today. A vetting committee will assess his eligibility in the next seven days. On the central government's not to appoint a replacement Chief Secretary with the less than three months left in the current term of the administration, Mr Lee said the authorities have considered government operations in deciding what to do with a vacant post.
The uh, appointment or otherwise uh, of the Chief Secretary uh, is a decision made uh, by the Central People's of, uh, Government together with uh, the, uh, the current government. And I'm sure that through uh, arrangements made by the current government, uh, the uh, e effective discharge of conscience uh, by the government will be maintained. And a quick look at the weather. It'll be mainly fine with a minimum temperature of about 22 degrees. It'll be hot and dry during the day with a maximum temperature of about 28 degrees. We can expect light winds strengthening from the east tomorrow. The outlook, it'll be cloudier in the following few days and it will be windy over the weekend. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. The government's green advisers are proposing to raise the plastic bag levy from 50 cents to one or two dollars. That's among a range of recommendations by the Council for Sustainable Development following a public consultation exercise last year. Council Chairman Lam Ching Choi says if the government accepts its ideas, it hopes the measures can be adopted within two years. He said he hoped that by that time the pandemic will be over and the public can better accept the higher costs involved. This levy is not going to be popular, not intended to be popular. It is a levy to discourage the public from using the uh, plastic bag. So uh, I don't think we should view this issue uh, from the angle of uh, popular or not. The council also wants to ban the sale of single-use plastic products like takeaway cutlery and polyfoam products and the free distribution of umbrella bags. Secondary school principal and legislator Tang Fei has warned the government's plan to resume face-to-face -face classes after the Easter holiday could fall apart if students can't meet the conditions required to enter schools. As Timmy Sung reports, he was referring to the COVID tests they'll have to do each morning before heading into classes. The return to schools after Easter will see all pupils having to take daily rapid antigen tests, with only those returning negative results allowed in. Mr Tang described the requirement as somewhat troublesome. The Federation of Education Workers lawmaker told an RTHK program he's worried some parents may not be able to purchase sufficient rapid test kits for their children. Due to a sudden rise in demand of shops raising prices to take advantage of the situation, the government has pledged to provide some 10 million test kits to underprivileged pupils. But Mr Tang said that will only meet needs in the short term and pointed out that some families who are not well off are not eligible for subsidies. What I'm worried about now is that families who can't afford to buy or get hold of rapid test kits may request that schools arrange online classes or request that their children not attend school. If such a trend arises, the so-called resumption of face-to-face -face classes would fall apart. You can't really say parents have no right to demand online classes if their children cannot meet the condition of attending classes physically. Mrs. Tang called on the government to issue clear guidelines in the events of students turning up without test results and whether schools will be allowed to administer their own tests. In addition to daily testing, unvaccinated students will be barred from taking part in non-academic activities. President Xi Jinping says China must stick to its strict dynamic COVID clearance policy, promising those enduring lockdowns that persistence will win out in the end. That comes as daily case numbers in Shanghai continue to set new records. Mike Weeks reports.
China's zero COVID policy has seen millions return to lockdowns this year following outbreaks of the fast-spreading Omicron variant and has hit growth in the world's second-largest economy. But during a visit to Hainan Island, President Xi said the country must persist in putting people above all, life above all. The current global pandemic is still very serious, he said, adding that prevention and control work can't be relaxed. He told state media persistence is victory. The epicentre of the nation's battle with COVID-19 remains Shanghai, where most of the city's 25 million residents are under lockdown as testing continues. Despite that, case numbers keep climbing. New asymptomatic infections rose by just five from Wednesday to 25,146, but symptomatic cases more than doubled to 2,573. Many Shanghai residents have been confined to their homes since late last month and they are tired of the tough restrictions. We know it is a difficult period of the pandemic. We are willing to cooperate with the country, with the government and with each level of city management to fight against the pandemic. But we also hope that our life can be respected. The Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention has raised hopes of a shift in policy, publishing a guide on home quarantining on its social media page. Under current rules, even people with asymptomatic or very mild COVID cases must go into isolation at centralized facilities. Other parts of the mainland logged nearly 1,600 local infections, with Jilin accounting for almost 1,000 of them. Guangdong confirmed 68 new cases, 21 of which were asymptomatic. Turning overseas, Britain has signed a deal with Rwanda under which some, some people arriving in the UK to seek asylum will be sent to the Central African country to have their claims processed. Rwanda is to receive an initial payment of more than $150 million US dollars for taking part in the programme. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said this system would reduce people smuggling. This innovative approach, driven by our shared humanitarian impulse and made possible by Brexit freedoms, will provide safe and legal routes for asylum while disrupting the business model of the gangs. Because it means that economic migrants taking advantage of the asylum system will not get to stay in the UK. Charities have condemned the plan as cruel. Enver Solomon is chief executive of Britain's Refugee Council. It's rather shocking that Britain, which has always... Uh, claimed it's had a proud tradition of upholding human rights, of treating people fairly and with dignity, is now deciding to, to actually treat people who come to the UK seeking asylum as though they're a form of human cargo and transport them thousands of miles across the globe to Rwanda. And, and let's face it, Rwanda hardly has the greatest human rights record. Police in the American state of Michigan have released video footage of a white officer shooting dead a black man during a confrontation in Grand Rapids. It shows Patrick Laoya being shot in the back of the head as he lay face down. The BBC's David Willis reports. The video shows Patrick Laoya, who moved to the United States from the Republic of Congo in 2014, looking confused as a police officer repeatedly asked for his driving license. Mr. Laoya then attempts to run away, leading to a brief struggle, during which the officer appears to shoot him in the head from point-blank range. A lawyer for Mr. Laoya's family, Benjamin Crump, described the incident as an unnecessary and excessive use of force against a terrified young man. 
Hundreds of protesters gathered outside the police headquarters in Grand Rapids, demanding to know the identity of the officer involved. Finance and the world's richest man, Elon Musk has, Musk, has launched a hostile takeover bid for Twitter, offering to buy it for more than 40 billion US dollars. He has more than 80 million Twitter followers. Social media firms' share price soared at the news. The BBC's Victoria Craig reports. Twitter has confirmed it has received the unsolicited offer and says the board of directors will carefully review the proposal. Last week, Mr. Musk disclosed he'd taken a 9.2% stake in the company, making him the biggest shareholder. And though he was due to join the board of directors, on Monday, CEO Parag Agarwal said the two sides agreed not to move forward. The Tesla boss has been a vocal critic of the platform. In the regulatory filing, Mr. Musk vowed to unlock Twitter's, quote, extraordinary potential. But if the offer is not accepted, he will reconsider his position as a shareholder. Sport now. The semi-finals of the Champions League are a battle between Spanish and English clubs. The lineup was completed after overnight wins for Manchester City and Liverpool. City will play 13 times European champions Real Madrid, while Liverpool take on Villarreal. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp is happy with the draw. It's great, absolutely great. Um, never happened. I take something like this for granted. Um, I am really, really happy. And um, yeah, that's it, pretty much. The Atlanta Hawks and New Orleans Pelicans are through to the final round of the NBA play-in series. The Hawks eliminated the Charlotte Hornets and next faced the Cleveland Cavaliers for the eighth seed in the East, while the Pelicans took care of the San Antonio Spurs for a date with the Los Angeles Clippers. The top seeds in each conference, the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat, will find out who learn about their first-round opponents at the end of the play-ins. But our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says the Suns are the team to beat. Let me be clear and let me declare right here at the outset that I believe that the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks will reach the NBA Finals. It will be a rematch of last year's championship when the Bucks won their first title in 50 years. But this year, as the Phoenix Suns has, have led the NBA wire to wire with the NBA best record of 64 wins and 18 losses, I think the Phoenix Suns are going to win the NBA championship. And they're well on their way here as the first round gets started this weekend. Sri Lanka says it sought the support of India and China to secure a loan of around three billion U.S. dollars from the international community to tackle its economic crisis. The request came ahead of Colombo's meeting with the International Monetary Fund over a potential loan program. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The government sets out details of plans to ease social distancing rules from next week. Officials say they've found the Omicron BA5 variant in Hong Kong for the first time. And the government says deadlines for the chief executive election closed. And former Chief Secretary John Lee was the only nomination. The news from RTHK.
Claire Gaynor. I don't know why this is always stuck in my head, but whenever I hear that song, I always keep thinking of the film. Was it Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? Absolutely brilliant. I think it has stood the test of time as well. That was for Deneen, by the way, that song. Thanks for getting in touch. Radio Pete at Gmail if you feel like a song tonight. And we're going out live in Cardiff again, by the way, folks. Ken and Izzy, how are you doing over there? Everything is all right, I really hope. Interesting track that you've asked for. I think it was part of the Euro scene, sort of like the Euro disco scene. I'll have to have Shingis Khan, I think is how you pronounce it. We'll have a look for that one for you anyway. Uh, Italian love songs, especially by Connie Francis, is asking uh, Gilbert. Another one we can dig out for you. I think we've got too, too many floors down for that one. I think we're just down in basement two for Connie Francis in Italian. Uh, this one is a studio band, the Alan Parsons Project, and their big hit from the 80s called Eye in the Sky. Oh. 